Get ready to challenge conventional beliefs about what's possible in creating health, wealth, and happiness. You are listening to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge. This hit show is providing you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. It is time to open and expand your awareness, accelerate your well-being as Megan shares wisdom, teachings, and experience from a lifelong journey of the heart. Enact the power of radical change with ease and lift your desires to a new perspective. Now, here's Playing on the Edge Radio. We're here. It's a miracle. I'm so excited for our show today, Pat. We get to talk about miracles yeah, and what they are and why we believe in them and how we experience them and what we think is happening when they show up in our lives. Yeah, We get to have this amazing conversation with each other today Yeah, on Playing on the Edge Radio, Playing on the Edge of Miracles. And boy, I'll tell you, I mean... I think this is really important for us to set the stage of the conversation for this because this is an important show for you. And let's have a conversation about why that is. Well, you know, over the last many months, you and I have done some pretty deep shows. We've done some intense shows. We've tackled some really important topics about things that people are experiencing right now. Yeah. And as we came into August and that last beautiful month of summer, I wanted us to lighten it up a little bit. Oh, I'm getting my goosebumps as I say this. Yeah. <laughs> and and the word miraculous came into my mind a few weeks ago, and I started to think about, well, what actually is that? What constitutes a miraculous experience or a miraculous event? And looking back over the last 18 months, there have been plenty of what we would consider to be miracles, big and small. As we're moving into the fall, as we're moving into the winter, as we're looking around the world and seeing what's happening with governments and censorship and medical science and, 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 and all of it, there, for me, there's, there's this deep feeling of we need a miracle. We need something to happen on either side of the divide that can bring people back together again on all the things that have divided us over the last 18 months. That to me would be the biggest miracle. And as I thought about what that could look like from my perspective or from a global perspective, it occurred to me that this is a really interesting conversation to have and a really great discussion to bring people's minds perhaps away from some of the fear and away from some of the confusion and into something that is brighter or lighter or is full of hope and possibility. This is really the conversation that is both important to have and hard to have. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, there's so much we can talk about here because there's so many miracles. I mean, let's just talk about a few of them that have come up for us, right? But let's talk about what a miracle is, because I, I think this is the one thing that when we look at it, people are a little bit awe about. Yeah. Yes, because there's a sense of a miracle as being something that is beyond our control or outside of ourselves. And as I was doing my background research for the show today, I thought, well, I want to find out what the mainstream dictionary definition is of a miracle. And so I went to the Oxford Language Dictionary, and here's what I found. That a miracle is described as or defined as a surprising and welcome event that is not explicable by natural or scientific laws and is therefore considered to be the work of a divine agency 
or a highly improbable or extraordinary event, development or accomplishment that brings very welcome consequences. And then lastly, an amazing product or achievement or an outstanding example of something. So there, there's three different definitions and ideas about what constitutes a miracle. The one that really stood out for me was the first one, divine agency. It's a surprising or welcome event that is not expected. And that therefore, because we believe it's not something that we've created or had a hand in, it must be coming from outside of ourselves. It must be something divine. But I was thinking about this this morning, Pat, and, and what came to me is, and why this is important to me is because what I've experienced, what I've seen over my lifetime is that many people for a very long time have given over their agency to other, other entities, whether that's government or health agencies or science or medicine or religion. And somehow we have forgotten how miraculous we are, how phenomenally amazing as a creature, as a species, as an individual that we are. And we've lost connection with our own authenticity, our own integrity and our own empowerment. And, and instead we've just given it over to others. And, and uh, that's the conversation that I really want to have today is about, okay, A, what do we define a miracle? What's our experience of that been? And then how can we reclaim some of what we've given away yeah. in terms of our agency? And not to deny anything divine in the universe, but to look at the relationship we have with that divine and what do we think that divine actually wants for us if that's yeah. a belief that we have. And, you know, one of the things, let's talk about this too, is, you know, in the conversation about a miracle, you know, I think we have to put it in a very universal perspective. And what I mean by that is a lot of times we look at miracles for a top 1% of the population. And yet there are miracles happening every day in the lives of everyone listening to this show. And we don't take enough time to really look at those small things, you know, to look at maybe and they're not really always small. And I want to take that back. They're not small things. But to look at the things that show up in a person's life, mm -hmm. you know, something like uh, a, a server gig that maybe you didn't think you were going to get. And now you've got employment for three days. And it never really, you know, it never really entered your mind that that opportunity would be there for you. I mean, people look at that and they say, oh my gosh, that's a miracle. I never thought in a million years that that would happen to me. Mm -hmm. And it's that kind of thing that we need to stop and take a moment of gratitude for. Because don't you think, Megan, don't you think that every day of our lives, we're in the realm to experience miracles? Well, absolutely. Yes. And at the same time, I, I want us to look at what creates the events that, that birth a miracle. Um, and I've got this really beautiful example that just popped into Please my Please do. I want to share with you. So, so about a year and a half ago, I had a client come to me and she said, I really, really, really want to have a child. I've wanted to have a child for the last 15 years and I've come close. I've become pregnant. However, I can't, my body can't seem to hold on to the pregnancy. Mm. And this is my last ditch effort. Otherwise we go into, I can't remember what it's called, but you know, infertile or fertilization. Mm -hmm. uh, and even that there wasn't any certainty that it was going to work. 
And she said to me, it will take a miracle because of what she'd experienced previously, which was that it wasn't happening for her the way that she had wanted it to happen. Now, I'm going to jump to the end of the story quickly. She's had her baby. So we could look at that and say, oh, my God, that's a miracle. She, she hadn't been able to have a baby, and now she's had a child. Therefore, there's a miracle that's occurred. But what I want to look at is what she said yes to in between her first visit with me, her becoming pregnant, and her having a, a live, healthy baby. There were a lot of things that happened in between there that she said yes to. She said yes to looking at her emotional wounds and the scarring from having lost previous pregnancies. She said yes to looking at a lot of her life habits that she didn't really even know she was that she was living in that were creating for her in her mind a, a language of doubt around what was possible for her. She said yes to working with the, the plant medicines that she and I worked with, the essential oils that we worked with together in conjunction with what she was working with, with her natural path and her mainstream doctors. She worked really hard for that miracle. From the scientific side of things, when we look at that, well, there's a cause and effect. It makes perfect sense how she ended up having a child at the end of that time because she said yes to all of these things that she had to do to make this happen. And then we can also look at it from the divine point of view and say, it's a miracle. She had a child. But I guess where I want, where I encourage people to go to is that when we have miracles in our lives, accept some responsibility for your participation in creating that outcome in that event that you are describing as miraculous. And it can still feel miraculous to you, but I want people to take ownership of some of that process in order to really connect with who they are and the, and the, the ultimate miracle of the fact that they're here and that they have the capacity to create things in their lives that they want for themselves. And it's okay that they did it. And, you know, I think what we're really looking at today is talking about the way miracles show up, mm -hmm. meaning we're seeing this play over and over again, you know, in, the, in those conversations. And thank you for sharing that beautiful story, um, because so often we learn from our stories. Yeah. I mean, don't we? We learn from stories. Um, and whether it's a story you may be reading about or Mary's story you just told. And to be part of that journey is transformative in itself, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and part of this, we don't realize sometimes that, you know, one person's tragedy or failure, shall I say, mm. could lead to another person's miracle. And when we come back from break, we're going to talk about it. That played out in diamonds at the Olympics, in diamonds at the Olympics. Certainly, it paid out in The Bachelorette. Now we have, I think, the first ever Canadian bachelor proposal to The Bachelorette. And that, people call, is a miracle in itself. Let's take a short break, everybody. Miracles everywhere. When we come back with Megan Edge, and we're going to tell you how you can connect with Megan, how you can connect with what she's doing, what she's up to. Not only that, how you can work with her. But when we come back, you ever thought about it? One person's miracle might be another person's tragedy or vice versa. That is what we're going to talk about when we talk about the perspective of miracles. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. Does your life often feel like an emotional tsunami where rogue waves crash down on you, leaving you feeling hopeless and wondering if it will ever end? 
do you wish to awaken the dormant strength inside of you? Imagine what it would be like to turn your pain into purpose. Start today by scheduling a complimentary consultation with Martinet. Dive into your healing journey and begin to see your life in a new light. Visit martineemmons.com and make your appointment today. You're driven and it totally shows. Your career is taking off. You're killing it in the mom game. But did your health needs make it on the plate this week? Tune into the Boss Up Babe radio show where Carissa Adkins helps babes show up, boss up and thrive every second and fourth Tuesday at 1230 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Become the boss babe you were meant to be. To sign up for one of Carissa's group coaching programs, visit 365dailyhustle.com. Optimize your breast cancer screening without any radiation or pain. Effective, sensitive, and widely used thermal imaging in Europe is now available to you here in the U.S. Using state-of-the-art FDA-approved camera, Eastside's first and only breast thermography clinic is now open in Bellevue. Safe, sensitive, low cost, no referrals needed. Contact Holistic Medical Center at 425-451-0404 or on the web, drdarvish.com. Tune into Hungry for Answers every first and third Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com with me, Robin Clare. I am a recovery coach, professional, and best-selling author, bringing you eye-opening conversations about addiction and groundbreaking tools for recovery. To learn about me and my offerings, visit clarity.com. That's Claire, C-L-A-R-E-I-T-Y.com. Have you heard about shifting the collective vibration and consciousness on the planet? Join me, Kimberly Barrett, on the Sharing Love and Light show every first and third Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern at TransformationTalkRadio.com to explore the depth of vibration and consciousness on our planet and learn how you can shine your love and light. To learn more, visit SharingLoveAndLightShow.com. Hey everybody, it's me, Psychic Medium Jamie. And me, Spirit Walker Nicole. We are so excited to introduce you to our new live call-in show called Shades of Spirit on TransformationTalkRadio.com. As we connect you with your crossed over loved ones, angels, and guides, and also help you develop your own psychic and healing abilities. For more information and to book your own private experience, go to ShadesOfSpirit.com and also follow us on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back on the Edge of Miracles. This is so cool. We're having this conversation. It really is. Uh, Megan Edge, and you are listening to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge, Radical Change with Ease, and I'm Dr. Pat. I get to emcee this with her. Megan, today we're talking about On the Edge of Miracles, and I know a lot of the work that you do, especially from the story you just shared, is to help people step in and fully realize these miracles in their own lives. How do people find out about you? How do they work with you? All of the above. All of the above. I'm all over the place. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Gemini. I'm everywhere. <laughs> you, you can go to my website. That's one of the best places to find out more about the work that I do at MeganEdge.ca. There's a link there to our YouTube channel where you can see me in action. Uh, there's workshops on there. There's um, there's podcasts. There's our radio show on there. There's lots of ways that little visualizations, meditations. There's a whole mess of things out there that you can see how I do my work and why I do my work. And you're more than welcome to go there and have a visit. You can find me, of course, on Facebook at Megan Edge Healing, on Instagram, 
on LinkedIn at Megan Edge Healing, and you can now find me in my new Etsy shop at Megan Edge Botanicals um, Beyond the Garden Gate. I've just opened this up actually just last week. I've worked really hard over the last two years. It's a miracle, (laughs) but we got it done. And now there's beautiful naturally made plant-based healing energy or healing products, salves, balms, teas, and tinctures in my new Etsy shop. So come and join me there as well. Lots of lots of ways that you can work with me. And then of course, you can always work with me in person. I am seeing people in person in my beautiful city of Victoria. And I'm seeing people online. And I'm doing workshops and, 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 and so many offerings. I love it. Uh, and that is really part of what we're doing here is really when we step out, you know, it doesn't matter what you're doing or what walk of life you're in, you are stepping out, you're doing it. Yeah. And it's been harder to step out in these past 18, 20 months. Everybody says 18. We're beyond 18 now. Just want to give everybody an update that this is not <laughs> month 18 anymore. We're like at about 20, something like that. Um, but whatever it is, you know, we've all had to step out. We've all had to miraculously live and uh, in, in a life that was so unpredictable. Nothing else could, no one could see it coming. Um And yet at the same time, we're faced with the paradoxical nature of miracles, Megan. You know, there is a paradoxical nature of miracles. Oh, we have a frozen screen. Is it me frozen screen? Am I frozen screen? (laughs) That's me. We have the miraculous frozen screen going on here today. Miracle of technology. The miracle of freezing screens. Um, (laughs) Look, the fact that we're even on Zoom is like, I got to tell you, okay. I got to tell you, we, this is one of these deals where another person's tragedy causes a venue for miracles. I don't know what Zoom's game plan was to step up their game, their Zoom game. I don't know. I don't know. I don't represent Zoom. I don't have any affiliation with Zoom. They're not paying me to say this. But what Zoom did in response to the pandemic, it's nothing short of miraculous to me. They went from some funky like Zoom, ah, okay. They went from that to being the standard for this level of communication, for teaching people. What do you think? I mean, I don't think they would have done it this fast. Well, maybe not, but they also worked really hard to make it happen really hard <laughs> really hard and that's the point of what we're saying not in no way to dilute people's experiences of the, the miraculous but again to connect back to well how did it happen and I, I suppose for me that's my point of curiosity mm-hmm. I, I always I always want to know well how how did we get here how did it happen what was the cause and effect that that created this outcome? And it's still stunning and amazing and wonderful. I mean, I say to my children all the time, I never, ever want to take for granted that I have a cell phone that can speak, that can allow me to speak in in real time with picture to someone across the world. I never want to take that for granted. I find that to be so incredibly amazing that our technology allows us to do that. And so on one hand, I want to step into, I always want to step into the miraculous of that even if I can understand the mechanism and the mechanics of it, it still blows my mind that we have radio, never mind television, never mind 
you know, Zoom like you and I sitting here in our respective places, thousands of miles apart, and, and being able to have this conversation about the miraculous. So for me, just because I can understand the, the mechanics of it, the science of it, or the medicine of it, or, or how it all works, does not detract for me the awe. And, and truly, that's what, when we, when we have a miraculous event, that's what is elicited, is, is awe that such a thing could occur, even when we can look at the how and the why of it. And when, we, and, and when we look at the how and the why of it, we're also looking at the perspective, like we were saying before the break. And the perspective of a miraculous event is that not for everyone is the outcome of a miraculous event necessarily a miracle for them, right? And so then what do we do with that? How do we process that or how do we, how do we understand that or integrate that? You know, if there's a car crash on the highway and one person walks away, and the news says it's a miracle that one person was able to walk away without a scratch on them when the person sitting next to them didn't make it. For the person sitting next to them and that family, is it a miracle? You know, it, the miraculous becomes at that point of the conversation a very personal experience. And it's not the same for everyone. I want to talk about something that gets to your point and it's it and it's really stuck out in my mind because it really it really goes back to for me you know the perspective of a miracle working hard for it you know being the energy of prayer for it right being all that and then against all odds and outcome, one side will have an upswing and another one will have a downswing or vice versa. And it played out. And I really want to talk about the, the how this played out in the women's gymnastic in the Olympics. First of all, it was really clear that nobody understood on day one before the big announcement why four American women were dressed in one uniform and two were different. So right out of the get-go, the story unfolds and people are looking at blue, four blue uniforms and two red ones. And people are looking at the red ones. And so people are saying, okay, they're not really part of the team. But then chapter two, Simone Biles cannot compete. And I, I have to honor her for not competing because she has become sort of the messenger of mental health. And it's not something we talk about in sports at all, Megan. Mm -hmm. And we have more suicides in sports that are not talked about. Mm -hmm. We have more of this that are not talked about. But what's the miracle here? Here's the miracle. When you think about the miracle, you have to ask yourself the question, you know, is what's the miracle in Simone Biles pulling out? Here's the miracle. Now, to your point, the miracle doesn't happen if Suni Lee, right? And I'm only talking about the U.S. And Jade Carey, who had one of the oddball colored uniforms, Jade Carey, was simply like an alternate or an individual. If Simone Biles competes, we're not really even referencing these people. And the miracle of this event was 
one tragedy that happened, and it is a tragedy, mental health to me, I have a mom committed suicide. So when I hear people talk about that, they're already in the box of I believe you. Mm-hmm. But that tragedy and watching her on the sidelines cheer for her team, Jade Carey, the only member of the U.S. team without a medal to her name, this alternate, this person got, got plucked in beyond anybody's odds. They're like, why was she picked to go? This alternate, by the end of that day, in that event, won the gold medal on the floor exercises. Now, is that the only? No, that's not the only miracle. Because when you think about that, you had people like the Italian Ferrari, Vanessa, Vanessa Ferrari from Italy, had the best she had. And here you have a tragedy of Simone Biles, which opened up the door for five other women to shine. But we're not talking about that miracle. We keep wanting to talk about the tragedy. <laughs> what the heck is up with that, Megan? Um, well, that's a whole other show. <laughs> when we look at why it is that as a species, we seem really obsessed with the tragedy versus the victory or the glory or the good news. And this is a, this is a bit of a rabbit hole, but when I was a lot younger, my father was publisher of the Gazette, which is a major English newspaper in the province of Quebec when I was growing up. And after he left that position, that post, he opened up a a cute little cross-border shopping newspaper between Quebec and the U S at the time when the Canadian dollar was worth more than the U S dollar. So we're, we're talking way, 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 way back, way back. And And the whole point of the newspaper was it was a good news newspaper. So we focused on stories that were uplifting and stories that helped people feel better. That's what we focused on. And and it didn't. It didn't fly. It didn't fly for a couple of reasons. And I don't need to go into them. But the interest that people had in hearing the good news stories was not as great as the interest that people have in hearing about other people's tragedies. It's it's there's some kind of glue that 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 brings people together over somebody else's tragedy. And yet I say that and you look at the chicken soup for the soul books, Jack Canfield's books. And oh, my gosh, yeah, so billions of copies around the world. And and he keeps producing them. He keeps making them. So people obviously love a good, heartfelt, warm story. But what's at the basis of each of those stories could be described as a miracle. Right. That's so on the one hand, yes, we, we we glue ourselves together over discussing the tragedies of other people. But then we also seem to really love to celebrate and hear about other people's miracles. I just wonder how many people reading a Jack Canfield book or, or watching a feel good documentary about somebody's overcoming all of their their tragedies believes it could happen to them. Right. There's that sense of, well, that's everybody else's experience, but that's not going to happen to me. Everyone else has good luck, but not me. Everyone else has miracles, but not me. And it's interesting because that then brings us back to this idea of gratitude and miracles you were talking about at the beginning. And how is it that that those two are combined? And, And what's interesting about that is the number of studies that have been done, psychological studies that look at People who acknowledge their gratitude for the things that happened throughout the day, little things, little miracles, little good things that happened throughout the day, 
keeping a journal of that versus a control group of people who don't do that. And then watching, observing what happens to their health, their overall physical health, when they focus in on the good things in life. And it should be a no-brainer. The fact of the matter is their health improves. You know, they have fewer stomach aches, fewer headaches, fewer anxiety attacks, fewer ulcers. They get better. Their health improves when they embrace those miracles in their lives. And that's amazing to me. I love that. I love that we have science that tells us when we feel good, we actually are doing better in our lives. I think that's brilliant. And, you know, I love that we're talking about this. We're going to take a short break because when we come back, there's an energy of this and there's an energy that you're creating to enable all of us to the belief in miracles and helping us function. And I think it's really important. We're seeing something change, Megan. We're seeing an energy change, but we're not, you know, I guess I'm seeing an energy change. I'm seeing it in the world in odd places. And, you know, I was really struck by Greta Thunberg's, you know, tour that she did on climate and hence the latest climate report that just came out like a day ago that nobody wants to read. And I'm really struck by, you know, how miracles happen through the living of beings that we just could not imagine. Who knew at birth Greta would become the young spokesperson for this epic climate event that's happening, a very young age. But the same could be said, and, you know, we're seeing it over and over again, you know, through these young people that are coming forward. But who knew? Who knew the miracle of transformation may may happen from some of the most unlikely people? Who knew that? And I believe that where it comes from is from each of these individuals simply saying yes. Oh, well, I'm going to hold you to that. When we come back, what two people said yes to something so unprecedented, so ridiculously in the world of sports? And I will say this, Benny, in the world of sports, we have never, ever seen this. In top competition, what two athletes did what Megan Edge just said, said yes to something that shocked the Olympic and sports world. Never in the history have we seen two people competing for gold say yes to something so extraordinary it made you cry. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back when miracles meet collaboration. What happens? We'll be right back. Are you feeling the complexity of life? Do you feel that urge to step into something greater? Tune in to Nailed It Radio. Find your simplicity within your complexity with me, life coach, Carrie Nail. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com to discover what it means to use your full power to be the best version of yourself. Imagine stepping into the energy of saying yes to yourself and knowing you nailed it. For more information about me, visit CarrieNail.com. Are you ready to invest in your best self? Join Sabrina Wright as she shares tools for creating joy and balance in your life every single day. Sabrina is here to help you become your greatest advocate and empower you to make decisions that will help you live your best life. 
The Live the Good Life Show, connecting your physical and spiritual self every second Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Find Sabrina at the right, W-R-I-G-H-T, balance.com. Tune in to the show, Heart Change Consciousness, with me, Dr. Trish DeRocher, as stories of inspired activism come to life. Listening to conversations with your favorite authors, change makers, and many more who practice inspired spiritual activism and transform vulnerabilities into sources of strength. Let's be inspired together through my show, Heart Change Consciousness, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are you ready to branch out? Take a leap of faith. Tune in to Get Rooted Radio with Erica Gifford-Mills on TransformationTalkRadio.com to equip, empower, and enlighten yourself. Erica will energize and excite you to power up your passionate dream that sets your soul on fire. So get fearlessly ready and get powerfully rooted in your yes to live it up, love it up, and let it go. Visit GetRootedRadio.com. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about Maximum Medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.sharonmartinmd.com. Miracles, miracles. Do you believe in miracles? What's that? I believe in miracles. Oh, what was that other song? Oh my gosh. I can't even think of all the songs, Benny, with miracles now. That'd be fun to create a, a playlist. There's a, a lot of wonderful ones. Yeah. yeah. I know. I know. I thought, I've, I've been hearing the song, I Believe in Miracles. You say Yeah, I don't want, I, I, I want, is Fleetman Mac done it? Anyway, I've got off the topic here for a minute. Hey, everybody, welcome back. You're listening to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge, of course, over there chatting with me, Dr. Pat, on the edge of miraculous. And what does it mean to be on the edge of the miraculous? Now, we're going to talk about belief in miracles um, in this. We're going to talk about, you know, us. Uh, our nature as humans and, you know, what it means to believe in miracles. I, I don't think they've ever interviewed Megan and this, I'd have to have a fact check on this, but I don't think they've ever interviewed lottery winners that didn't think they were going to win. Now they've interviewed some lottery winners where they thought, Oh, I'm just going to drop in, but none of them really, you know, had the energy of, I don't think I'm going to win. Right. It's really interesting in their interviews with them. Yeah, like he's going to fact check me now. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> well, go ahead. Go ahead. I just think it's so interesting that you bring up lottery because it was one of my husband's jobs that he had done in the past was to interview lottery winners up here in Ontario. Well, not oh here my god! So Canada, what does he have to say in Ontario? What do you did? Have people said that they didn't think they were going to win, or did they think they were going to win? He says the smart ones didn't think they were going to win. But that brings me to something that I think is really 
fascinating. I remember in high school or not high school, university, I had a friend say to me, you're more likely to get hit by lightning than you are to win the lottery. And to that, I replied, I'm only likely to get hit by lightning if I'm standing in a field during a thunder and lightning storm. And I'm definitely not likely to win the lottery if I don't buy a ticket. (laughs) Okay. Now that leads me to my teaser right before the break. All right. This is a miracle. And it really checks off all the boxes you talked about, Mm -hmm. right? It was so shocking to the sports world, but not to some of us watching. It was the energy of these Olympics. It was an energy of gratitude. There were a lot of missteps, right? If you're the United States, you're looking at a lot of things and you want to pinpoint those, but you got to step back and look at the miracles that happened. See, I look at, I look at kayak races that were won by people that weren't expected to win. I look at, you know, Jade, you know, Jade Carey winning a floor exercise where in her qualifying almost fell off the thing and then comes back to win. But this deal right here, I think this was the stunning miracle of the Olympics. And it was between the, uh, and, and it was an incredibly exciting high jump. If you're what, I'm a field and track addict, but if you watch this, everybody expected some of these other people to win, but this outcome, there's no way this happens. You don't enter a sport and say, I'm going to enter this sport. And I think I maybe won't try to jump higher now. And what happened between, and this is Olympic history, between Cortaz Murtaz Esabarim and Italy's Giamarco Tamburi was they cleared 2.37 mils, right? They cleared 2.37 and they decided to forego a jump off. I mean, you should have seen the officials with their little pads <laughs> looking at them and they're looking at each other. And, uh, you know, Mutaz, I think, was the one that brought it up. And many people think he could have won. Not if you're Italian, you don't think that. But if you saw gratitude, I've never seen acts of gratitude that I've seen. And I want to ask you and talk about this, because if we don't talk about miracles and gratitude, I think we're missing an opportunity. To me, that was a demonstration. I probably will never see anything like that in my life. And I really do think that what people have gone through for the past 20 months led up to collaboration, led up to foregoing a jump off, led up to something and energy here that I can't really describe. But many people call this a miracle. What do you think? Well, what if working with somebody else, what if collaborating with somebody else, what if sharing accolades and achievements were a natural human attribute that in fact, that's how we originally evolved without that kind of collaboration, without that kind of sharing of of accomplishment. I don't think we'd really have come down from the trees particularly well, or at least not, not then taken that next step. I, I honestly feel that this, this, culture of competition that we have right now, this culture of pulling people down and and making them smaller than ourselves so that we can feel better about ourselves. I think that's contrived. I don't 
truly believe that that's our natural state of being. What you're describing, that moment between those two men where they said, we're the, we're the, we're the best together. Let's share this moment. I believe that's how human beings have evolved. And up until very recently, I believe that's how we have best shown up in the world is when instead of pulling each other down, we put each other on each other's shoulders mm-hmm. and we share. Because mm-hmm. I don't think a culture can develop unless there is some sharing <laughs> going on, you know, mm-hmm. that sharing is caring, that, that whole thing there. Like I, when I look back at history and I'm a history buff and I love looking back and seeing the patterns and seeing the evolution and just, just looking at how we've got from here to there. It's when people have cooperated and shared ideas and shared innovation and shared technology and shared resources that we have had renaissances. When we've had leaps in our evolution, whether it's physical evolution, technological, emotional, or religious or spiritual, it's when we work together and collaborate. And this is one of the reasons why for me, the show is so important because when I look around the world right now and I see the divide that is being fueled, like the flames are being fueled, between people who are choosing one kind of medical treatment and people who are choosing another. And we're watching it in the media and we're watching it from our politicians and we're watching our health authorities fuel the flames of this divide. It's going to take a miracle to bring us back together again, to work together towards something rather than separating people based on the choices that they're making, Mm -hmm. right? So that example is so beautiful and so motivating. And I hope that everyone who watched that, who witnessed that, is looking around for places in their lives Mm -hmm. that they could emulate that. Yeah. And what's so fascinating about the miracle around this is, and especially the conversation that was held after one between these two athletes was, the miracle was if you saw the jump, you saw a cast, a leg cast, Mm -hmm. right? And if you if if you have not watched this on TV or YouTube or I don't care what you're looking at, if you haven't watched these two men and that split decision in a moment that they made as they walked, it was very gently and subtly done. I mean, it was they walked over and they're speaking with the official. And, you, you know, you have to hear what the jumper from Qatar says. And when you hear it, you could see the Italian looking in his face as he's got his sunglasses on. And, you know, he's his Italian is scooched down and he's listening to the conversation. And the two men look at there's a moment where the two men look at each other. And you could tell, you know, Tamburi was shocked. Right. And the two men are looking at each other and there's a moment of realization of what just happened. And the Italian literally jumps, literally leg jumps and leg hugs his number one competition and then continues to jump around. The the other guy walks away, they're both excited Mm -hmm. and if you see this man laying down and crying and what these two men did, they set a standard for competition that is miraculously unprecedented. Right. 
You know, we're talking about sports, but we're not really. Mm-hmm. We're not really talking about sports. We're talking about the best of our humanity. Yeah. And you're right. We have seen and we're continuing to see here. I, I'm not sure, you know, where you are, what's happening. It's happening here, too. Uh, but we're continuing to see here the real struggles that we are having to make decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, my doctor, um, you know, I visited my doctor. Thank goodness for de- teledoctoring. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. What's it called? Telemedicine? Tele. Oh. Tell us something. You don't go there. You just see him on Zoom. Um, but uh, Virtual you know, medicine, maybe? Telemedicine. Thank you. Jeez, uh, I should know that, Benny, like right? Close. But the, that's a miracle. Telemedicine. Let me, let's me let talk miracles for a minute. Mm-hmm. Telemedicine is a miracle. A-A-N-A addiction meetings being held on Zoom, a miracle. Mm-hmm. No one ever. Do you know how many years the option to consider online AANA meetings. Do you know how many years that was on the floor of the conference? It could never get to the building of the conference to make a decision. Do, do you know how that changed the landscape of addiction and AANAOA, any of the A's, CODA? Something happened out of this epidemic that you can't put the genie back in a bottle. But you know what happened? What happened is the human desire for connection. That is greater than than any institution's desire to separate us yep. and isolate us. Our innate desire to connect with one another, it is, it, it's fundamental to human well-being, to human evolution, to human thought, to hu- human everything. We are not meant to take this journey by ourselves. So even with lockdowns and forced isolation and families not being allowed to see one another, et cetera, et cetera, people found a way. They found a way to continue to support one another and help one another in spite of efforts to the contrary, or at least. That's the punchline for our conversation today. But see, this is bringing it down to the last minutes we have. This is the punchline. This is the real miracle that we're talking about. Now, what is going to be our greatest challenge, Megan? Our greatest challenge is we're going to want to take the genie and we're seeing it in corporate America now. Take that genie and put that genie back in a bottle. You know, we're trying to convince people to go back to the old normal. You know, we're taking the genie and we're trying to put it back in a bottle. And, you know, I'm I'm sitting here and I'm saying, I don't care that there are open meetings again or that I I want. What are you telling me? I can't do my I got to do online meetings. I want to do. And so here we are. The best of humanity has come out the end of this. But you're right. Not without conflict, but we are human beings. It's our conflicts of times that can create the greatest miracles. And I think it's going to be a while before we get over this one conflict, at least in my state. You know, we're seeing it across the United States. People are having edicts on you have to wear a mask or you have to be vaccinated. Um I mean, we're seeing this now being a thing. Uh, We're seeing laws being made in the United States on the other end, saying we forbid you to have people wear masks. I'm just saying, why do we have to forbid or not forbid? I mean, why can't we with the brains we have in our heads, in the hearts we have, where does some edict really help us get anywhere except for more confusion? But yet, 
You have to be smart in your own life. I'm going to wear a mask when I go from my office down the hall because I know what's at risk for me. Right. Right. And that's a choice that you have the privilege of being able to make for yourself. At least today I do. (laughs) Today you do. When when edicts come down and choice is taken away from us, Mm -hmm. then we suffer. Mm -hmm. That's when we suffer. We are incredibly intelligent individuals and human beings. I mean, we have the capacity to be really intelligent. And what I often say to, to clients and students is that you are far wiser than you know, than you give yourself credit for. What if you were to tap into that wisdom? What would that feel like to ask yourself the question and be able to make with confidence a choice that makes sense to you, that is informed, that is that is wise, that you can look at things from all angles, that you have the, the privilege and the space in your life to really educate yourself about what makes sense to you. And then you are emboldened within that choice to be able to say, this is my choice, Right. I can, I can choose to take care of my body. I can choose to take care of my immune system. I can learn and educate myself about what my immune system is and how it works so I can better understand how to support it so that when a virus or a bacteria or something comes flying at me, because they're all over the place and many of them are great and good for us and some of them aren't, my body's systems can say, nope, we're not going to take that one on today. That's actually how our immune systems work and always have worked. If you understand that and you know that, You can be in this amazing space of gratitude for the miracle that is your body and what it's capable of doing. And in doing that, your health is going to improve. You know, it's this beautiful cycle. (laughs) And, And yes, it's miraculous. And then also there's a mechanism that helps with that. I would love to see the miracle that I would love to see as we come to the close of this miraculous show. I would love to see the miracle of a culture that is based on choice, a culture of choice where people's choices are respected, right? So you can choose for, because it makes sense to you to wear a mask between your office and the next space that you go. And I can choose not to, and we can still be friends. (laughs) What I'm seeing in the world right now is that that's not happening for a lot of people. No, it's not. It's not, you know, we're, we're dealing with right now, and I don't even know how to frame this in the last minutes, but I'll tell you what we're dealing with, at least from the people that I've canvassed. And I've really been asking people because there are a lot of things we're preparing for here in the United States. Um, Went to Costco the other day. I don't know. Am I allowed to say Costco? Um, Went to Costco the other day. I, I have no affiliation with Costco. So let me just say that they're not a sponsor. But I went the other day and the woman was telling us we went on the day where the sales start because I'm looking for computers. And we went there and there was nothing in the store. And we were talking to one of the women that worked there. And she said, if you'd have been here two hours ago, when the door is open, you'd understand why people are buying as if they're going to be locked down again. Those were her words. She said, we couldn't keep the shelves of paper towels and waters. And she said, you know, we knew something was happening, but now as a store, we have to be able to react and respond to it. Mm -hmm. And the miraculous nature of who we are, I hope, takes us to the place where we can all do something 
that is so far-fetching and different in the collaboration of sharing a gold. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And And not having to win for the sake of winning. And you know what the miracle would be is if we could step out of a fear response and move into, or a fear reaction and move into a collaborative response. Right. So much of what we've seen over the last 20 months has been fueled by a fear. And when we're in fear, we don't think clearly. We don't think critically. You and I have talked about this on many of our shows yeah. in the last few months. And then, and so ultimately, the question that comes to my mind right now is for each person to ask themselves in all of this, what is it that you are afraid of? Like all, fundamentally and ultimately, and right at the very base of everything, what is your biggest fear around this? Is it that you might die? Well, you're going to die. I mean, you're going to die <laughs> at some point. That's this whole purpose of life is that we live and then we die. And you might yeah. die being hit by a bus. You might die by getting a virus and having an upper respiratory infection. You might die from, I don't know, food poisoning. Is that really what's driving this? Is a fear of, of death? Maybe that's a show that we do. I don't know, on the edge of death. Or de- well, we did have death and dying, but we could do a different approach. But anyhow, I mean, the point is, what's fueling this? What's fueling this panic, this frantic, I have to have, 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 and keep myself safe at the expense of everybody else? Yeah. So what would the miracle be around that? I think the miracle for me would be people step aside from that fear and just let it be and step into something that is more about connecting with each other, supporting and helping one another, and respecting and admiring each other and sharing the gold. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful I love it. I love it. Megan, thank you so much. Again, remind people what you've got going on, how they can work with you one-on-one and, you know, what you're creating to keep the the door of miracles open. Well, you certainly come over and visit me at my Etsy shop. I've got some really absolutely lovely healing products there that will help get you through the winter. Um, And I'm adding things every day. And these are all products that I've made myself. They're coming from the wild. They're things I foraged ethically. It's it's my passion. You could call it my passion project right now. Awesome. And then, of course, you can always email me. You can get you can reach me through my Facebook page, my LinkedIn page, my YouTube page. I'd love to hear from you. Come in and see me or give me a shout. And let's see what miracles we can work with together. You've been listening to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio and the Dr. Pat Show Network, providing you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. If you've missed any part of this episode or want to find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca.